nothing wakes me up on a Thursday morning like a hot, fresh episode of the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. For those of our listeners who don't know about how we go about things, Sheldon and I both work nights. Yes. So what we do is we wake up in the morning and we've recorded the challenge and then we watch it and then we immediately speak to each other. So it's 9 a.m. on Thursday morning. I went to bed at 2 a.m., maybe 2.30, and then woke up at 7 to watch the challenge. And it's so funny. Every week I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. But then the challenge comes on and it just like... I don't know, electrifies me. And Sheldon, I don't want to speak for you, but I know you have the same experience. Yeah. I mean, that moment, the first moment of rolling over is like, uh, I'm so dead. And even the weirder part, too, was last night. It was about 1.30, and I was finishing up some editing. And I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to – I should go to sleep. Like, every half hour, like, in the morning, I'm going to be begging for that extra half hour. So just go to sleep. But I can't fall asleep. I'm, like, laying there trying trying but also anticipating that i'm gonna be up in like five hours and so you end up rolling over so tired but the episode starts and yeah it's just it's just fun it's so much fun and you love the athleticism of it and uh, obviously we both come from a sports background so we love the competition and hey i love the storytelling and the drama so yes all in. It All took in. it took me maybe two scenes to really wake up, because obviously we've got it's immediately after the last elimination, the last proving ground. Tori has switched to the British side. Yes, yeah, she has. So I was still sort of dozy <laughs> when Jordan and Tori are talking about how they're. I mean, frankly, they're pretty pleased with themselves. They acknowledge the entire house is. Well, not the entire house, but most of the house. Enough of the house is against them. Yeah. But the, it's it's sort of what they wanted. Like, it's sort of what they're angling for. Yeah, I mean... But they, what really... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, that's kind of the plan, right? Like, when you kind of have to navigate what's going on and try to have a counter move to the main move, and, you know, that's their counter. Their counter is, this is how we can gain control or some form of power back in this game, is to switch sides. And so... You know, that was the first part of it. Tori winning an elimination. And it, I like it so far, John, because it's one of the things that we always talk about in this game where you take control of your own destiny by winning challenges or eliminations. Yeah. And, what, and really, what's the alternative for them? Like, exactly. to just keep taking it on the chin? Exactly. You could be the. Like. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, speaking of speaking, <laughs> oh look at that man! We truly are the run the jewels of the challenge podcasts. <laughs> just speaking in unison. Uh, um, so Theo and Jenny are heated. Yeah, they're che- they're cheesed off, man, uh, about the betrayal <laughs> of say? Georgia. I said they're <laughs> I said they're cheesed off, man. <laughs> Just had to clarify. Just had to clarify. Okay. Although I don't know if that clarified it, but okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Man Dems will know. Yeah. What is happening right now? <laughs> uh, what is happening is that Theo and Jenny are heated. Uh, basically telling off Joss. Like, that's where most of their anger is directed. Yeah. But also Rogan. And it just... It, we had a lot of feedback from last week's episode of You Killed It mm-hmm. with people defending Joss and Rogan's decision to throw in Georgia, yep. saying that they need Kara and Polly to be on their side to protect them. But again, as you and I said, it's the same point that Tori and Theo and Jenny are making is, how are you going to win a final with Kaylee and D? Like, they're clearly not fit enough to finish. Yeah. And I got to say, Rogan doesn't seem so sure of himself. Like, not at all. He was very much in Joss's ear. But 
I think he's starting to realize, like, as, like, it's spelled out for him, like, you can't win the money. Like, it's, he's so focused on getting to that final yeah. that he's not thinking about how to win the final. Here's a, here's the thing. It comes down to experience, and he didn't have experience in the game, obviously, because as mentioned, he didn't last that long, right? And if you think about it, well, he didn't last that long. He didn't even last a scene. <laughs> but uh, if you think about it, Josh, as far as Josh has made it, he's still been bitten by the actual game of the challenge. So even the experience that Josh has, it's not a good experience. It's not a vast experience. Do, do you know what I mean? He's still very inexperienced yeah. at the game. So you could see them kind of getting mesmerized by, you know, vets who can try to explain how they will survive and like explain how okay well we just need to make it far their goal isn't really winning you know what i mean like they might say their goal is winning but in actuality they just want to survive especially rogan longer than he did the last time and so he's in this position now where i think it's hitting him where jenny says so how what are you going to do in a final are you actually going to carry kaylee in the final and Rogan says, if I have to, I will. But he doesn't say it with that much confidence. And obviously he won't, right? But in his confessional, there is some admission of regret, regret, right? And, you know, for him to be like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, thinking, did we make a mistake? That legitimizes everything we were saying last week, right? Yeah. And, you know, for Rogan to be having some regret, Joss, we see later on, which we'll get to, but Joss, I think, is having the same thing, and Joss is just blindly trusting trusting Kaylee, and, you know, she says in, in the scene, because, you know, everyone's kind of huddled up in their groups, and Kaylee, she says, you know, she would never do anything to put Joss in danger, and I'm like, what does she do to help Joss? That, that was my question. I don't know, right? Like, And she's yeah. like, and now Jenny's talking up as if, you know, the only thing she's talking about is sunbathing and whatever she said. I don't know. But I was just like, I don't understand Kaylee, and I don't understand why you would listen to Kaylee. That's the thing I, I just don't understand. Like, at the end of the day, I think Joss and Rogan's issue is they were focused on just trying to make it far in the game, not necessarily winning the game. Two different things. Yeah. Two different things, and I mean, later on, Rogan acknowledges that he's playing a scared game. Uh, but also, Rogan's just not that bright. And it's, <laughs> I think, I think that's really highlighted in the conversation that he has with Tori. Yeah. Where he's like, I don't understand why you came over to our team. Are you here to sabotage us? Yes. Rogan. He definitely My guy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> As if the British need more help losing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's no, but I'm saying like they lack such experience because, again, Rogan only made it one scene, so he's going to follow Joss. Joss has only made it kind of far, if you think about it, the last time he was just in Sylvia's alliance, no? And that's yep. what kind of let him stay along and, and be on the show for a long time. But they don't have the actual experience in terms of how to play the game. Now, if you flip it to Tori, it's not like Tori's been on a million challenges, but Jordan has. And Jordan has been on challenges where there are different twists and turns, and sometimes the game isn't a straight line, right? More so, it ends up being a zigzag in terms of how you get to a final. And so... For Tori to understand, hey, my best chance was actually to switch teams. And then you see Joss, or not Joss, Rogan be like, wait, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like Jordan yeah. and Tori on some next level gameplay that, that Rogan can't even figure out. And now he's really mindfuck. Because if you really go along, we'll get to this at the end, but Polly, same thing. We'll get there. But yeah, your man's Polly is big mad. Because he's saying <laughs> Jordan and Tori are playing both sides so no matter who wins they win and he even says that's kind of a weak way to play the game and i'm like wait a second why is it a weak way to play the game if they have people on both sides when you also have people on both sides <laughs> like it's weak just because they're in a relationship that's dumb that doesn't make sense 
Am I wrong? I mean, here? like Paulie is working no, with Joss and Rogan. They are on the other team. What's the difference between that and Tori and Jordan being on the other team? Well, I, I mean, you and I discussed this last week and the week before that. What's what's like brutal is that or brutal what's hypocritical here is exactly what you're touching on like that it's what kills me is that Polly and jordan they both do that both sides of this house do this neither one of them can just admit that they're playing the same game but they're just opposed to each other and that's fine uh, yeah yeah right yeah yeah yeah, that's fine. It's it's my complaint about Johnny Bananas all the time when he gets on this moral high horse about how West plays the game. Yeah, there it's not even a question of morality in either case. Like they're just playing the game their own way, which happens to be very similar to the way they're playing it. Mm-hmm. It's just, just like there's nothing to be bitter about. No, not at all. Right? Like you, you just have to be like that's what that's what they're doing to try to get by because they're trying to win money for themselves just as I'm trying to win money for myself. Yeah. Right? Like no no trust has been broken. Like it's not like Jordan ever lied to Polly. It's not like Polly ever lied to Jordan. There's no need for this like oh it's a weak way to play the game. No, it's a way to play the game. But I also think it looks a lot like your way. I also <laughs> think in this situation though, it could be a it could be a thing where much like Rogan doesn't really understand what's happening, Polly might not really understand what's happening. And I didn't really yeah. think of it at the time when the scene happened, but watching how this episode played out, it's clear that Polly and Kara didn't really think this through. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't fully understand, like, wait a second. Well, if Tori's on the other team and then unless we're really confident that whoever's going to take out Jordan, like, like they, I don't think they really thought this through, which I, I'm trying no. to, like, save it for the end. But it's becoming so hard, so let's just keep moving. Let's just keep plugging away. All right, right let's keep it rolling. So Cam is trying to talk to Theo, not sure why, don't really get it. Uh, Josh saying that he lost a piece of him <laughs> when Georgia left. Oh but my God. This is just establishing that Josh has become close with Nani and Zach and Jordan. They're basically a squad and Josh and Nani have become really close. Josh is, is filling a role of like team motivator. Like he's like the glue guy, right? Or like, uh, uh, this might be tough for our American fans, but like Mike Babcock loves Zach Hyman, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, whereas Tavares and Marner, they get the buckets, they score the goals, but you need Zach Hyman. This to me is like Josh's role, where Josh is like, he's the glue guy. He keeps the team together. I guess a, a more proper reference for uh, our American listeners would probably be, you know, Draymond, right? Steph and Clay are nice, yeah. but without Draymond, Golden State's not winning. And so Josh is the motivator. He's trying to keep Nani up, and they're trying to keep their level head, knowing that they don't have the numbers. But I don't know. I have they're clearly qu- setting us up for something, right? They're setting us yeah. up. But I was just, I was still kind of like, I don't get it. And maybe that's just because my bias towards Josh, which I fully admit. But did you I, get this relationship here? I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think that Nani is the new Georgia for Josh? That's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, why not? Because Josh strikes me as the kind of guy where if he's not crushing on someone, it feels as if, like, I don't know, he's missing a part of himself. (laughs) And so I feel like Georgia's gone and there's, like, a part of Josh that's just like, well, now who am I going to latch on to? Like, now who am I going to crush on? And I think that could be Nani. Yeah. No, for sure. And like I, I don't, I don't think she's interested. I don't think she's reciprocating. But I mean, Georgia. I guess toward the end she was playing along with it more. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, there's always. I don't even know how to describe it, but there's, especially a certain kind of guy who just needs to be crushing on someone. You know what I mean? You like the attention. And the attention that, you know, because really the role that he's playing is he's just gassing them up. 
right? Like, oh, you know, you're yeah. so special. You're so smart. You're wonderful. You're the best. You're like the strongest player you're, in the house. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you're so strong. Yeah. like <laughs> You're so strong. Oh, all those other people, they're weak. But you, Nani, Nani, you're so strong. If, if you break down, Nani, I'll break down. You can't. Okay, I love you. Uh, it's so good. That was a pretty solid Josh impression. I'll, I'll be honest. Thank you. That was pretty good. I've been practicing. I have been practicing. <laughs> oh, man. So we get to the actual challenge, which is called what? Temple Wall Traverse? Correct. And there's six climbing walls. And these things are swinging, first off, right? And yes. there's painted tiles on the wall. And you need to grab the tiles, climb the wall, place a correct tile on the matching place on the wall that has the same Roman numeral. The team is split into yes. two. You got to go from one side to the next. As you climb, though, you're only allowed to grab two per turn, per person, right? So each person's turn, you're only allowed to put two pieces up. And you can't go again until everyone on your side goes. So the other side to this was the other teams are on the ground, and they have this, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. But basically, they have the ability to move the walls. And yeah, if they if they turn cranks, the crank they, that's the word I was looking for. They move the walls back and forth. So like if you're smart about it, what you do is you pay attention to what's going up on the wall that you control. Yeah. And whenever the person on your wall is about to make a move, that's when you start going hard to try to throw them off. It's also worth noting like, have you ever been wall climbing? You a big wall climber? No, I have not. Get some chalk climbing. on your hands? No, can't say I have. It's, it's truly a full body workout. Yeah. But what, what it's really based off of is that obviously when you're climbing a wall, the wall is stationary. Mm -hmm. For it to be swinging, you would have to like, like there's sort of like ways you can rest when wall climbing but if the wall itself is moving and your center of gravity is moving you're going to constantly be engaging your hands and your feet and your core and it would it's not just about like the strip well you have to be strategic in how you're going to move across the wall but also it'd be so much harder even if it's even as the wall is just swinging gently back and forth with like if the opposing team didn't have control and it just was like automatically swinging that in itself would be difficult but the fact that they can like time it to when you're trying to make a move uh it's this would be a very very difficult uh challenge for sure it's so hard and i think it's one of those challenges where it's way harder than it appears do you know what i mean like we were watching it and it, oh yeah it looks yeah, that looks pretty hard. But I feel like it's probably even 10 times harder than that. Just when you add in the fact that, as you mentioned, the wall's moving, you're trying to climb across the wall, but now you also have to be putting puzzle pieces up on the wall, meaning you're removing one hand, not even to move, but just to place the piece on the wall. That's adding such a level of difficulty that, I, man, I don't know. Like, this looked really, really difficult. And ninja obviously loving this <laughs> she yeah. was she was just right up there in her element she did a really good job and the thing i found funny was at one point you see theo was trying to he's got the crank moving and he's only doing it one hand and ct's like no 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 i got this and then he starts going to town and it was just funny to see like how that uh dynamic worked in the challenge um also you got a good gra a good opportunity to see who was afraid of the heights? Who was afraid of the water? Because again, this is going to turn into now you're you're scouting for the uh, the final, and so when you see certain things like Kara was horrible, that made me question like was she throwing it? Uh, Leroy was just shook. He was afraid of heights. Nani was also shook. Um, Jordan always surprises me with how good he does and how how much he's able to do with one hand, but like. Yeah. I mean, Jordan is just a, a crazy freak athlete, but he does a great job as well. There's just a lot of things like that, like because the actual maneuvering, I think that part was difficult to translate in terms of how hard it was, what was actually going on, 
who was doing really well, how long people were staying up there. I think those things were hard to translate, but you could kind of tell, could kind of tell who was struggling and who wasn't. And Pauly was cooking. Pauly did a really good job. Got to give him a lot of credit there. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that we should talk about is that last week's competition, um, that there have been both uh, Kaylee and Kara mm -hmm. have alleged that Jordan and Josh and that alliance threw last week's competition. Ah, okay. Uh, you might recall that um, Josh tackled Leroy, even though they were on the same team. Yes. And uh, they said that Jordan just threw it as well. So I I don't know. I take that sort of thing with a grain of salt. There's a lot of talk. Why would they do that? Uh, to get Tori over to the other side. But here, here's here's the one issue with that. Here's the one issue with that, okay? They're not in control of who goes in. Yeah, I know. I don't... I don't... Oh, you don't subscribe fully to ...fully believe thing. it. Okay, okay. I don't subscribe to it. I'm just reporting what's, what Kaylee and uh, Kara have both said publicly since oh, last week's episode. So I know what's going so on. So I'm just now. saying... This is just like salt at the end now. <laughs> they're just salty now at the end because they're, they're going to look like idiots. Yes, basically. <laughs> right? Because that makes no sense. Like, at the end of the day, even if they were throwing the challenges, right? Which, let's say they were. You, as in Kara and Kaylee, were still in charge of who's going in against who. So, even if that was the case, you just fell for their plan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, we do have to talk about how bad the British were. Yeah. So the Americans placed 10 tiles, mm -hmm. excuse me, tiles, not titles. And the Brits, like one of their best players off the hop is Tori, who she's talking about with D as like it's the platforms elevated. And Tori says like, because D asks her, like, do you have a lot of experience? Tori's like, Jordan had me rock climbing, like wall climbing regularly in preparation. <laughs> so she's like, I'm not the best, but I've practiced a lot. Yeah. And I'm not scared. Yeah. Which, like, given how well Jordan performed, makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But so uh, Tori and Rogan are two of the first members of the British team to get out there, Rogan immediately, almost immediately, loses his grip. And as he falls, he grabs Tori's arm and yanks her off. I honestly, I really thought that was purposeful. Oh. Like, this is why I brought up the specter yeah, yeah. Of, of people throwing it, because I think Rogan did that on purpose. First of all, like, he was already, like, 100% off when he did that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like he, there was no way that grabbing onto either Tori or a handhold was gonna like recover the situation for Rogan. Second of all, given that scene that we had earlier where Rogan was like, "Oh, you're just here to sabotage us." Yeah. I could see him targeting Tori like that. Third of all, I could see him still doing the bidding of Polly and Kara. To make sure the British lose, so that they can control things more. You know what I mean? I like totally I agree Rogan's with twisted logic. Yeah, I and like he he did not seem that apologetic or remorseful in confessional. No, I I could see all of that being a thing, and it makes it would make so much sense, right? Because Rogan is so clueless, and you can see no, 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 we need to get Polly or sorry. I could see Polly getting them somehow to be like, we need to make you guys lose. Don't worry. You guys are safe. We'll ensure that D's not going in. Don't worry. Just make sure you guys lose. Could definitely see that. 1,000%. Yeah. Um, at the same time, right? So Kaylee just looked horrible, right? I don't yes. know if, I mean, if Rogan fell on purpose, Kaylee didn't even want to get on the wall. Like, you didn't even attempt. 
that to me is yeah. like if you're throwing it i would assume you would at least try to go on the wall and just fall in i would i would assume that i don't know yeah but she didn't even well, try I... she won't even try and she says my weakness is water and i thought i wrote down what is her strength yeah confessionals like... <laughs> do you get points for that do you get points for confessionals her strength is getting Joss to do her bidding. Ah. Um, I I liked what Theo said. I mean, I like dry humor, but he goes, Kaylee, absolutely useless. But Joss and Rogan think they'll be absolutely fine in the final. Yeah. And he's right. It makes no it's, sense. It's just, a, it's just a disaster. And uh, the Brits lose 10 to 4. Polly is named the speaker, but obviously Josh gets mad. He wants to... It's not like... It's not that Josh has a bad head for the game. Like, I'll give him credit. He's relatively observant. But the way he tries to make things happen... Like, you can't just, like, bully your way onto a tribunal. Well, here... And... Like, you can't, you have to have a better game plan than I'm going to step off the podium and, like, mean mug at people to try to get on to the tribunal. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. The perfect comp is Zach. So, Zach is chosen by Polly, right? So, Polly ends up choosing Kara and Zach. And if you fast forward a little, and I'm not skipping anything that's crazy, but if you fast forward a little to Zach saying... Listen, I'm not saying an American's name, right? I know what you guys are going to do, what you're going to do anyways. Zach right there is just accepting what's happening. Like, playing it out and trying to make a whole scene isn't going to change anything. So, in that moment, if you're Josh, you have to know, well, they have the numbers anyways. So, we can sit here and argue all we want, but when we disagree and it comes down to a vote they're going to get what they want. <laughs> so you make your attempt. And once they say no, you just got to ride with it. Cause there's literally nothing you can do. And you're right. What he did try to do made no sense, <laughs> but that's Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, he's this, like I said, that's where his gameplay breaks down. It's that he doesn't like his go-to move is to throw a tantrum. Yeah. Which I know uh, TJ wasn't referring to Josh, but I think the same thing applies. TJ says the one word to describe this challenge is pathetic. <laughs> yeah. And the Brits, yeah, just another terrible performance. But uh, we get back to the house, and let's, let's be honest here, right? For a little while, there's a, this was the first episode of the season where I felt like there was a little bit of filler where they were struggling to fill out the episode where there were a bunch of scenes where it was kind of like, okay, this doesn't need, this didn't need to be here. Like you're just filling time. And I thought the whole thing with Tori kind of regretting her decision, right? Like, I think while maybe part of that is true, I think it's definitely filler because at the end of the day, she might regret her decision in the moment Right. Just in terms of like, oh, we just lost. Rogan took me out, whatever. But big picture, she has to trust the process of the plan that eventually. Yeah. Hopefully, while the smoke screens are going up that, oh, they're going to put in Josh. I wrote down before it happened. And then when Tori said it, I was like, okay, cool. I'm not like I'm not really asleep here. I'm paying attention. These are all smoke screens. Of course, they're going to try to throw in Jordan because they're not thinking the game out. Right? So it, I yeah. felt like everything else that happened was just so much filler and I don't know. I mean it it was it was a weird episode at that point. It was the first time I found myself thinking there was filler. What did you think? Yeah, it definitely lagged um in the middle there. It, and like I understand why it's this I find this happens every season where there's comes to a point where the dramatic tension of the house is broken because one side or the other has dominated place yeah. has gotten its way 
we saw it last season as well when there was just like six people left in the house and like four were in an alliance together you know what i mean like, totally totally and you just and you just sort of rolling to the end and where we got we're not quite at that point but we're getting there and where we got fireworks before even in the the nomination ceremony didn't really happen and if you think about it you know ct was kind of just like all right let's get this over with and we already know what's going to happen and rogan and joss again show their insecurities that they don't really buy into what they've done here because rogan's like you know what i want to say something and then he starts explaining the whole thing that well clearly he's he's gonna ride with joss and this is what they got to do and ct's like the pops and so they're rolling with him and blah 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 blah, blah. and and like there was no need for any of that and rogan so when theo now pops up and says you guys are screwed because even if i win i'm gonna throw every single challenge that we or i'm gonna throw the final and blah and he's going off and then rogan's getting mad saying that's not good spirit why would you do that blah blah blah, blah. and that to me again showed that Rogan has no idea what's going on in this game because how on earth and I'm not saying that Theo's right I'm not saying that he should throw challenges I don't even think that he would throw challenges or throw the final like I don't think he would do that but if he did I would totally understand that he doesn't want to fuck with these guys right like yeah I'm not saying that's the right way to go about it I'm not saying that I would do what you do but I understand right and so Rogan, as he's listening to Theo say this, he you could tell, like, I mean, doesn't take much, but he seems kind of bewildered, right? <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, shit, what did we do? So, and yeah. the other part is, I have a question for you. Why are they choosing CT over Theo? I don't know. I, I mean, it's a fair question. Be- I guess... Because CT isn't I, necessarily I, a number for the Polly and Kara alliance right no so neither is theo so now wouldn't you just rather have the better player like that makes no sense that clearly means that it obviously has to be coming oh no sorry Kara and and ct are friends no yeah so yeah but i mean Kara and theo are friends too yeah car but i think i feel like Kara and ct car and ct came in kind of cool because there was a moment earlier where uh, Kara was mad that CT did something, right? Remember, they were arguing and bickering back and forth about something, and they're supposed to be friends and whatever. But uh, even if that is the case, that's Polly and Kara. You're Theo and Joss, okay? At this point, you got to look at it and say, we lost Georgia, right? Yep. And now, if we're really putting in Theo to lose Theo as well, how does this make any sense? It, it just doesn't. And I feel like that's where they're starting to kind of pay attention and see it, kind of, sort of, because even Joss is like, I'm not going to vote for anyone. I don't want to say Theo's name. It's like, bro, what difference does that make? <laughs> and also, he he has said Theo's name so many times. Exactly. Right? Like, this is the fourth time that Theo's going in, and the previous three times joss said his name so it's like it's not useful to say it now (laughs) it's like you know what the time the time is gone and and now you not saying it doesn't matter (laughs) because he's still going in anyways it's so dumb but yeah so paulie you know theo now is upset obviously because he's going into the elimination yet again and he's telling them that you know theo tells paulie I will win and I will make you a first time champ, Polly. I will take care of you and I will throw this so that you guys win. And Polly, for some reason, is buying into this. And Kara is trying to suck up to Theo because remember they were partners last year and there should be some yep. form of loyalty, but clearly it's Kara Maria, so there isn't. <laughs> and she's trying to now butter him up by saying hey you keep going into these eliminations and showing well showing out and that's how west became a legend and theo's not she is right but theo's not buying. she is right though no but it doesn't matter again that's like you're giving me a participation medal right like 
I understand. Yeah. Whereas, like, what you're saying might be true in theory, but in reality, you're still putting me in all the time for no reason. So you're not putting me in so that I can gain experience in eliminations. I, you know what, I, I'm not a Kara fan, but in this like one particular moment, I agreed with what she was saying. Because there was a season where Wes had to go in, like, something crazy, like, seven times. Yeah. And, I mean, at this point, Theo's not going to be making the final. That's not a spoiler just for this episode. I mean, like, he he's not good. The Brits are not going to win, <laughs> I don't think, uh, in the final. So, like, at this point, like, just keep winning and earning your appearance fees because they also get paid per episode. And then, like, come back next time. You know what I mean? Like, she could, Kara can't say, like, hey, keep cashing them checks on the appearance fees. But that's sort of what she's saying, right? And also, if you build up your reputation as a really good competitor, they'll bring you back for another season as long as you know you don't lose sight in one of your eyes or something like that you know what i mean Oof, so <laughs> too soon too soon too soon but but that's what Kara is saying right she's like hey yeah you're fucked but like make the best of the situation while you're fucked yeah i mean i, I guess so and again draw or zach brings up the point where he's like i'm not even really going to argue with you guys you guys are going to do what you're going to do and whatever, right? And then I think Zach makes the right play, even though Kara's mocking him, saying that he's an idiot and he's a fence rider. And it's like, well, what do you want him to do? You want him to just argue with you for no reason? Like, what what sense does that make? You want him to argue with you or you want him to just do what you say? Yeah. And, and you don't need him to do as you say. Exactly. So further to his point, it doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> so... Uh, we get a useless like restaurant scene where it was just like a it was almost like Mean Girls, right? Like the cafeteria and all the it, different. It was so high school. It was. It, I mean, you you said it. It's so high school. It's so like they're just t- there's essentially three tables. One of the tables seems to be just minding their own business, but the other two tables are just talking about each other mad shit about each other yeah it just like lame like grade five insults it was pretty dumb and i you know i didn't fast forward through it but if i knew what i knew afterwards i definitely would have you know what i mean i definitely would have and could have because didn't really miss anything uh the only thing that i would bring up is that uh nani is super rattled and she ends up calling jenna and i was like hey jenna jenna's good people so i didn't mind seeing jenna I d- I did want to say of that, like, club scene, quote-unquote club scene, that Tori, who's trying to, I guess, smooth things over with Rogan, says to him, like, what is it you're trying to accomplish? Mm. Yep. And he says that he wants to redeem himself after Vendetta's because he was there for a minute, a heartbeat. And it sort of speaks to what's going on inside his small brain Rogan, you're not redeeming yourself at all with your super scared game. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the disputes on the season started because Rogan vehemently refused to go into elimination. Right? Like, that was sort of, like, the original crack between him and Bear and Theo. And, like, okay, you've lasted longer than you you did last time, but, I mean... Dude, that was easy. Like, it's easy to do better than your last appearance. And also, he's... Like, this isn't... This performance is not going to help his reputation. No, not at all. Right? Like, but people are not... The one thing other I competitors say, yeah. aren't going to be like, Oh, shit, it's Rogan. Like, how am I going to handle this guy? No, but the one thing I will say again, right? His goal was just clearly to survive. That's it. Yeah. Just make it further, much further than he did last time. And so as, you know, as he's getting further along in the game, though, he's realizing, oh, I could actually win or I can get really close to winning, which I don't think was something he fully thought out when the season started. Yeah. His goal was just don't be the first one eliminated. <laughs> he, but 
I think to continue to criticize him, he hasn't pivoted, right? Like, okay, he your original, like, yeah. But, like, his original goal was, I'm going to last longer than I did. I'm going to go deep into this game. Okay, congrats. You've done that. Now do better than that. Like, go further than just be like, yeah, I'm going to hang on. But, like, go for a win. But it's too late for that now. Like, he... Not that Georgia was, like, everything that they needed. But that that's it. Like, without Georgia, they're in pretty big trouble. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's funny because... What ends up happening is after this scene, there's just a bunch of smoke screens, right? Before you get um, you get Jordan and Tori realizing, Tori's like, don't listen to anything that they're saying. They're probably going to throw you in. Which, I mean, you could kind of see the writing on the wall. And they put in a couple yeah. scenes to make it think that, oh, they're going to put in Josh. But you could see if you're going to take your shot, if you're Polly and you're going to try to take your shot, you're going to send in Jordan against Theo. And the one question I do have is, when they walked into the the proving ground, that's what it's called, right? Proving ground? I almost forgot that. Yes. <laughs> so when they walked in, do they see what, did they get to see what the challenge would be? Do you know what I mean? Like, was it yeah. set up or no? Yeah, they walked, they showed them walking through it. So... This is another example of what I was trying to I was trying to hold back from the beginning where I was saying Josh and Rogan clearly don't have much experience in the game, but they don't really understand what Tori and Jordan are doing. But like the scouting of it all, whereas Jordan and Tori, what did you say? Tori says Jordan had her rock climbing, right? That's kind of research. That's experience and being on the show and knowing what things might come up. Okay, now. Yeah. They, you know, try to make a funny joke and, oh, I'm going to put in Kara does a little fake. Oh, I just wanted to see Josh squirm. Oh, no, I'm really putting in Jordan. And then Jordan's down there with Theo and they show what the challenges and Zach right away is just laughing. Right away, Zach starts laughing because he's like, oh, man, like Jordan, like this is what Jordan does. Right. Jordan, yeah. like grew up swinging a hammer his whole life. And like Jordan or Zach brings up the fact that Jordan beat him in a very similar elimination a few seasons back. So and I love the the kicker at the end with Zach, where he's just kind of like, uh, so you just basically gave the other team a, a great player. Great joke. <laughs> and just like yeah. deadpan. And he can and walked away, walked away. <laughs> and you can see the look on Polly and Kara's faces as if they're like. Oh shit. But they didn't think this through at all because no matter what the challenge was going to be, okay? Jordan was going to give Theo a go, no matter what the challenge was. Correct? Yeah. Like Jordan wasn't oh, going to yeah. roll over to Theo, regardless of what it was. So then when you see that it's this challenge, you've known Jordan for a long time. You should know strengths and weaknesses. And as soon as that challenge started, the one thing I did say where I wrote down was that Theo is probably going to gas out because this is another reason why we love this show so much, John, because you have challenges like this where it seems to be one trait would really help you, but it's really the other. And so Theo was going to be about strength and like, oh, I'm super strong. I'm going to be able to do this. But eventually he'd probably gas out. Because we all know when you're hammering something, it's not about the strength. It's about the technique. Yeah. And if Jordan's a builder, <laughs> right, <laughs> building whatever with his hands, he definitely knows how to hammer shit or how to use a sledgehammer, which is way more important than how strong you are. And so this I, was really pretty easy, no? It was. It was a slam dunk. And, you know... Just in general, I don't know how often you've used sledgehammers or hammers in general. It's not about strength at all. The a hammer is designed that the weight of the hammer head yeah. does all the work. Yeah. It's all about just like making sure you strike your target true. Yes. Right? So as long as you hit it like square on and properly transfer the weight, 
Yep. That's what works. That's why Jordan was able to beat uh, Zach last time there was a sledgehammer challenge. Exactly. And everyone was like, because back then everyone's like, oh my God, Zach's huge. Jordan only has one hand. Yep. But Jordan knows that you just have to like have it perfectly timed so it's hitting flush. Like it's all about really like aim. Yeah. And we saw that again in this. Like every you saw it from the very first rail spike. For sure. Theo hit it and it moved it barely moved. It moved like a maybe a centimeter. That's like a third of an inch for our American listeners. And then Jordan hit his and it like went down a third of the way. <laughs> like, so he's Jordan's getting the uh, those spikes down in like three hits. Whereas Theo, I mean, he said it himself in confessional. He was missing like half of them. Yeah. And he was gassing himself out because he was putting everything into it. It's not about putting everything into it. Yeah, it's about just hitting it flush. He's taking these on. like full body wild swings. And then eventually you're just going to gas out because you're using way too much energy. And yeah, the one thing I, I will br- I want to bring up, and this is a little like, you know, every once in a while I put on the like nerdy producer hat and try to I be love like, it when you do. Wait a second. What's going on here? Right. And. So I assumed, and the way that they were setting it up, I was like, wait, Jordan's going to win this. That's what I thought. And then you start watching it, and the way that they cut it going into that first commercial, it was it looked even. But then I realized something, and I was like, wait a second. We're seeing Theo like actually hit the nail. Like the shot, so it's a wide shot, right? So you're seeing yeah. Theo hit the nail, and you're seeing the nails like go down and move. Every time Jordan hits it, right, in the beginning, you could see it for maybe the first two light bulbs that went off. But then every shot they showed of Jordan hitting it, you couldn't actually see where he was on the road. No. And they cut it like that on purpose because at that point, you got to remember, you're seeing Theo knock out light bulbs, but you're hearing Tori yell, Jordan, you're behind. Jordan, you're behind. And so you're making it it seemed as if like Theo was winning and if not winning, winning by a lot. Do you know, like they, they threw you off the scent and it wasn't until the very end, like just before they went to commercial and you're seeing Jordan hit, hit the nails, but you're not seeing the actual nails. And right at that point I was like, Oh no, Jordan's winning by a lot. They're just trying to trick us right now. And I didn't fall for it (laughs) when they went to that break. And it's like, no, no, you're losing Jordan. You're behind. You're behind. I'm like, nah, I'm not falling for this. I know Jordan's winning. And then when they came back from the commercial, it was just straight domination. And they have all these confessionals with people making fun of Theo for how bad he was doing. And it's like, that's unfair because Jordan was just doing that well that it made Theo look way worse when really anyone else would have been getting dusted. And if it was Theo against someone else, like let's say it was Theo against CT even, right? It, I mean, CT probably would have done better than Theo, but it wouldn't have been as good as Jordan did because Jordan made this look super easy. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we we're talking about technique. I think it's sort of to Jordan's benefit that because he only has one hand, he has to focus on technique, right? Like he knows he has spent his entire life compensating for that and knowing that it, like always finding a way to finesse things. Yeah. Right? Totally. And like kudos to Jordan. Like I I I was definitely I don't dislike Theo, but I really enjoyed watching Jordan just put in work on this. And like I it's funny. I don't like the Kara Polly dynamic, but I like Polly a lot more this season. Well, I don't know sure. about you. The but. way that the way that this played out, right? Because at the end, Jordan's talking his trash, and I, and I respect it. He's yelling and he's saying, "Hey, you want to you want to get me out? You got to come down here and do it yourself." And I respect that. I respect the hell out of that shit talk by Jordan. And Kara looks so butthurt, and I feel yeah. bad for Theo because the UK team again is just so dumb. But imagine if they put in CT and then. Jordan beat CT 
So then you'd be getting Jordan, and then if you remove what you did last week, they could have been looking at a team that would have Jordan, Theo, uh, why did I forget her name? Tori. <laughs> I can't believe I just forgot Tori's yeah. name there. Tori, Georgia, Joss Rogan. Yeah. And I guess and either D. D or what's her name? Or uh, I guess you keep D Kaylee. and let's say uh, Kaylee's gone. Like how much? Yeah, like that's, that's a, a legit team. And maybe you start winning competitions exactly. as well. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a huge big decision it, that happens here at the end, right? Yeah. But sorry, just on your thought. If they can start winning competitions, then maybe they can take a run at Kara and Polly. And right, like there's so many what ifs, but like they could have started weakening the American team. But instead, here they are. Here they are. And I think there is, I'll say this much there is a possibility for them to flip on Polly and Kara. There is an opportunity yeah. for them to do that. So I, I'm kind of interested to see how this plays out in the following weeks. But beyond that, this episode of the challenge in, ended in a very interesting twist because yes. Jordan's up there and TJ asks him, Hey, so, you know, you got a big decision to make. What are you going to do? And Jordan starts off and he says, you know what? Nothing would make me happier than going back to the American team and sabotaging them because none of them deserve any of the money. But actually what would make me happier is, and he pulls out a ring and proposes to Tori right there on the spot. My first question to you, did you see this coming? Well, I I knew that he had proposed. I didn't I thought he'd proposed. I didn't think he'd proposed on camera. Ah. So and like I did do the classic, like, there's only fifteen there's like fifteen minutes left and the elimination's done. And I had seen people like tweeting like oh my god that ending was like a movie and like i just i didn't but i didn't know no yeah like yeah, i yeah, yeah. i wasn't like i was like 75 percent surprised i was i have to give it you were shocked i was surprised because i was surprised for a lot of reasons but i think the main reason i was surprised was because it wasn't ruined for me and i yeah I, gotta stop bragging about this because I'm gonna get bit by it because the season's not over yet but Wednesday nights there's normally a Raptors game and I do a Raptors post game show so I'm like heavily on Twitter the show is live on Twitter and so the yeah. challenge obviously airs on Wednesdays so I've be I've become somewhat of a master at avoiding challenge spoilers because the episode never gets ruined for me and I'm not saying this for people to ruin the episode for me so don't do that but I bring this up because I would have assumed that now when I look back and I'm like actually going through like what happened, I'm like, I don't know how I missed this whole part that, you know, like how this wasn't blown for me on social media. And one of my friends, she did message me last night to be like, oh my God, I need to talk to someone about this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I haven't watched it yet. And she's like, okay, okay. Let me know when you watch. But at this point, I still don't know if she's talking about the proposal or not. But at the end of the day, I'm stunned because just the way that it went down, like I have so many questions, like where was the ring? Like did TJ have the ring the whole time and that he like slid it to Jordan at the end? Like, you know, like I have so many questions, so many questions. Well, one of them, that, how much of a jerk is Kara? Well, hold on. Before <laughs> we get to Kara, you, I've got a lot to unpack there. We're going to save Kara for last, if that's all right with you. First of all, I mean, we were just singing Jordan's praises, but to do that with an engagement ring, like, tucked in your waistband? Yeah. Like, that's even more impressive. Right? Second of all, uh, shout out to Zach, who, first of all, when Jordan was saying, like, uh, when TJ was asking, like, are you going to go back to the Americans? Zach had this like goofy like yeah that's a good idea Grant like he was <laughs> he was doing it for Jordan's benefit yeah but he was clearly being like yeah you fucking should switch but it, very funny and then when Jordan started to propose Tori was shocked yep and she's like are you for real right now are you for real right now and Zach says to her and I quote um 
Get down there. Get the fuck down there. <laughs> there's also a pretty Which funny, was so great. There's also a pretty funny cut cutaway of Polly just like holy shit. <laughs> like you could tell uh, the cast was actually stunned as well. And it was cool yeah. to see their general reactions. And I think it was Nani that brought it up. That was like, you know, we get pretty down on this show and, you know, we're moping around a bunch of times. We get so caught up in like all the BS, but that was a really cool moment. And yeah, that was really cool. Like I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. And I will say when it first happened though, I was kind of like, uh, is this kind of like the proposing at a sporting event? that I really hate and find cringeworthy. Like, I wonder what people think about it. But then when I saw Kara's reaction, I was like, nope, I'm in on it. I'm good. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, it seemed like everyone was genuinely happy. Like, you mentioned Nani. Josh said, you know, uh, I appreciate them for bringing this positive energy into our lives right now. And he was really up for it. CT seemed really moved. Yeah. And like CT of anyone, I mean, he said in his confessional, you know, he said like, I was there when they first met. And I mean, CT knows better than anyone what it's like to meet arguably the love of your life yeah. on the challenge yeah. in this like weird environment. And like he was really supportive. And I think anyone like for all their faults, anyone that sees them together, they really are great together. Even Polly was like said, you know, I'm actually very happy for them, and you know, outside of the game, I wish them all the best of luck. Like I'm still trying to get them out of here, but like, hey, like what a great moment. Which brings me to this important point: fuck Cara Maria. <laughs> what an absolute piece of garbage. Uh... Like seriously, how? And like, it wasn't just that, like she saved it up for confessional and was like putting it on for like drama purposes yeah but but in the moment her reaction was shitty she i forget what she said she made a shitty comment to polly and even polly's like are you well, for real said, right now like she was like oh wow well look at this i guess tori's gonna be the one paying for it if jordan's gonna throw all the challenges for us and then polly looked at her and was like are you kidding me with that comment <laughs> yeah and i was like and he's right of like, course of course but it, uh, what what a shitty bitter person but yet to like it shows her true colors because to me it sums up the fact that she was always so focused on her and Polly being the power couple and being like you know we're here for the show we're the stars of the show we're running things we're the main storylines and then when that happens she's like oh shit they're really like in love like they're a real like couple couple and this is like such a great idea and we never even thought of proposing to each other because half of our relationship is probably bullshit anyways <laughs> right or at least on her side right but i mean paulie seemed to be somewhat moved like you saw him give uh, jordan a big hug even though they're beefing and Kara just looked like the look on her face like I know the term resting bitch face is a thing, but like, I'm just going to call that Kara face, right? Like that was just there. Yeah. And I was like, ah, get out of here. And again, as I said earlier in this episode of you killed it, like this makes me like Polly more. Yeah. It was one of the right? times like the I, fact, do you know what I wrote down? I was like, Polly yeah. actually seemed like a normal human and happy for them. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, and you know what? I be, I genuinely believe that he was happy for them yeah. and is happy for how them. How can you not be? Like, how, like seriously, how can you not be? You are a Grinch if you are, you know, involved with these people every single day. You live with them every single day for however long you're there, and then you watch this moment occur. Like, if you're there with them and you interact with them and you're just like, oh, this is terrible, you're a jerk. Now if you're watching it on TV and this is what I want people to write in and give their opinions on, like, would you get engaged on the reality show? Like, what are your thoughts on watching that? And there's so many different layers to it because again, the first thing that popped up to me was people who get married at sporting events. 
or not get married, get engaged or propose at sporting events, right? And I always watch that and be like, oh my God, imagine proposing at like a Buffalo Bills game. (laughs) Well, I have... I have a lot of thoughts on this. No, but I'm just saying, like, so I thought, like, that was kind of ridiculous. But then I broke it down more and thought, okay, well, they met on a season of the challenge. They're still on the challenge. Also, too, we're thinking about, okay, the fact that Jordan won, but the possibility, imagine him losing, right? Yeah. And, And he proposed. Like, does he still propose if he loses? Right? Like, that. there's so many different sides to that, right? And, like... You know, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, at first, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not sure. But then seeing everyone's reaction on the show, seeing Carr's reaction, and then me getting time to, like, settle in. And by settle in, I mean 20 minutes before we t- tape this podcast. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I – so, in general, I think proposals in public like that, like at sporting events, I think they're shitty and like i can say this that's my professional opinion like as someone who has been in many arenas and stadiums when it happens because that's where i often work it is shitty and it puts people it puts the woman because they're usually the one being proposed to on the spot in a really unfair way i do take a perverse pleasure in like and go ahead listeners and google this but uh, Google failed marriage proposals because, like, that's always fun to watch when Ooh. she says no. Ooh. Like, that's, that's pretty fun to watch. That's tough. But I will say this for Jordan's proposal. To me, it's different. Yeah. And it's because, as he said, they met on the challenge. If you think about it, they are surrounded by people who know them really well. Right. Like they have known uh, these people depend. I mean, it depends on the relationship, but they've known most of these people for years. Yeah. Right. And and obviously he didn't know what the makeup, what the composition of the house is going to be. But like Wes, when he's been on our show, when he's been on You Killed It, he said how much he like fucks with Jordan and Tori. Like they because they were all. um I guess Tori was on Champs versus Stars and Wes was on and Jordan was always around like he would come by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's a if it's a different composition in the house, then they're really surrounded by friends. Right? Like it's a it's a different scenario. Yes, it's on TV and if she says no, it's pretty brutal. But he obviously knew what the answer was going to be. And remember earlier this season, there was a scene where someone's like, oh, my God, have you proposed? And he's like, well, not yet. And yeah. she and like she just like giggled at it. So like he had some confidence going in. You're right that like if he'd lost the competition, I mean, I guess you just like keep it in your pocket and find another opportunity. Yeah, but, I don't know. That could have been epic, right? Like maybe he still proposes. She says yes. And then they both just leave because they're like, fuck this game. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But the way that it did turn out was incredible. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, What was your line of the episode? Uh, Other than Tori, will you marry me? um, I'm going to actually read a tweet because my actual line of the episode, I kind of said already it was um, I was going to give a shout out to our guy, TJ Lavin, who just called them out and said the performance was pathetic. But I'm going to read this uh, this tweet from Roy Lee's intern. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it says, LMAO, winning four or five eliminations just to throw the final is a level of petty I aspire to be one day. <laughs> <laughs> I, that made me laugh. I thought that was funny. That is funny. Uh, I guess my line of the episode is Tori saying I do because I am a softie. Yeah. Just a fan of love. I'm just a fan of love, Sheldon. <laughs> Nothing uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with no, that. No. I think it's uh, pretty obvious who killed it this week, but I do have to ask you, Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? Hey, it's obviously not only did Jordan win the elimination against the elimination master. 
or the Elimination King, but he also put a ring on it. And in the wise words of Miss Beyonce Knowles, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. And he did. So, Jordan, for that reason, you killed it. I mean, obviously Jordan killed it. He <laughs> crushed in a competition and, you know, proposed to the love of his life. Yeah. Pretty good episode for our man Jordan. I do I do want to add on an LVP for Kara's extreme saltiness, which I think really speaks to where her, like, personality is, yeah. like... That's the sort of reaction where, like, you should actually seek a, a therapist and get professional help. Yeah, like, you are like, not if a that's human your being response, that anyone wants to hang out with. No, that's super shitty. But, but, let's stay positive. Shout out to Jordan. Congrats to Jordan and Tori. I'm happy for them because I'm not a shriveled, terrible person. Uh, where can the people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe to this the You Killed It podcast, wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends, comment, rate us, all that fun stuff. Please. Our livelihoods don't depend on it, but we'd like you no. to, anyways. <laughs> No, we we do not make money on this. No, um, I just like saying that because normally when you listen to things and shows, people say, please like and subscribe because our likelihoods depend on it. And so it's just yeah. be like, our likelihoods don't don't really depend on it at all, actually. But we'd like you to no, anyways because it's all. the nice thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> I like attention. <laughs> um, and you can, you can give me that attention at Jay Chidley Hill on Twitter and Instagram. I will be tweeting, well, as we were talking, Sheldon, as we were speaking, I did tweet about uh, golf, and you can expect more tweets about golf in uh, the, the near future for me, uh, but otherwise, it's uh, business as usual. And also, I'm, I'm going to do this because you're too modest to Sheldon. Sheldon has another podcast, well, he has several podcasts, but another <laughs> podcast uh, wrap it up where after every Toronto Raptors game, he, sometimes a friend, sometimes me, and we are friends, uh, <laughs> talk about the Raptors game uh, that was sort of break it down, talk about the X's and O's, the storylines. So if you are a Raptors fan, and you should be, they are the reigning NBA champions, check out Wrap It Up with Sheldon, sometimes with me, rarely with me because I'm usually working. Yeah, lots of fun on the on on blast network we got wrap it up raps post game show we got a weekly nba show which is out friday mornings and of course you know we slide in a little you killed it so lots going on in the podcast land absolutely and until next week this was you killed it you killed it <laughs>